Welcome to this guided meditation with Father Mark, your guide for a more intimate and transformative connection with Christ. Please pause, play, and adapt this aid to facilitate your own personal conversation with the Lord. Let's begin our time of meditation in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, it's beautiful to come into your presence for this time of prayer and meditation. Prepare my heart, Lord, by settling into this time. A few deep breaths, which I draw in deeply. And hold. And let out. Do this a few times just to get my heart and my body ready to concentrate, turn inward, and, and talk with you, Jesus. Relaxing and focusing my, my body allows me to focus my heart, my mind, my soul. And I begin preparing my soul, Jesus, by renewing my faith in you. I believe in you. I believe in your presence here. I believe in your love for me. In your desire to speak to me, that this time I take to be with you and to pray is not time in vain, but it's the most fruitful way I can spend my time. It's the closest form to how I'll spend all of eternity prayer and meditation and contemplation of you. I hope in you, I hope in your goodness and your power that you can make good on all of your promises. And I love you. I love your goodness, your patience, your kindness, your mercy with me. I love all the lessons you're teaching me. I love the way you're at work in my life. And so I'm just grateful to have this time with you, to learn from your word and and I humble myself as a beggar needing your grace, as your creature. And just ask that as I meditate on your word, you would enlighten my inward gaze and increase grace in my heart. The gospel I want to meditate on today, Jesus, is from Matthew 5, 20 to 26. So I know I'm in the heart of the Sermon of the Mount. So I imagine myself with you on the mountain, sitting there listening to you preach. Perhaps I'm up front and there's large crowds behind me. Maybe I'm next to you as one of the apostles, seeing you and the reactions of all the people. But I, above all, just want to focus on what your words move in my heart. I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment, and whoever says to his brother, Raka, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin, and whoever says you fool will be liable to the fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there, recall that your brother has anything against you, 
Leave your gift there at the altar. Go first and be reconciled with your brother and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge and the judge will hand you over to the guard and you'll be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. Lord, let your words speak to my heart, speak to my soul. I love this opening line, Lord, that unless my righteousness surpasses the scribes and Pharisees, that I can't enter the kingdom of heaven. I think what you're saying there, Jesus, is that the bar is high, that I, those who are most known for their fidelity to the law and their religious focus and attention, the scribes and the Pharisees, they're the standard, that dedication, that interest, that passion for the things of God, that that's the goal of the, the man of the kingdom, that I won't enter if I'm really not pursuing righteousness with that seriousness. That's a high bar, Lord. It can even make me nervous to think, oof, maybe I won't make it. And it kind of contrasts with all those things that I do hear of your mercy, of your giving everyone a chance to repent in their final hours. And, and to be honest, Jesus, it's all a little too much for me to know exactly where the truth lies between those two poles. And to be honest, it's not the important question. The important question is, am I responding to you right now with my heart to the degree that you're asking of me? And I recognize that I'm not. I'm always falling short to some degree. But I'm always trusting in your mercy. I'm always asking for your grace and your help. And so I really believe, Jesus, that with my willing efforts, and your divine mercy, I can be confident in you and in your love and in the power of your salvation to save me. So I exercise that trust in your mercy, while at the same time asking for your strength and your grace that I continue to grow in my conversion, continue to grow in my response to you, continue to grow in my generosity that it's not up to me to judge myself worthy or not of the kingdom of heaven. It's up to me to control what I can control, which is my free response of love to your invitations. And I renew again today in this prayer that, Jesus, I want you. I want what you want. I want your will. And I repent and I'm sorry for any way my limitations stand in the way of my response. And I want to turn from them and embrace you ever more deeply, beginning in this meditation. And then you go through these words, Lord, about what the old law says or the Ten Commandments say about not killing, and you raise that level to not be angry with my brother or to not to insult him or to call him a fool, to really control my attitudes and my reaction, my temper towards my brother. That if I set myself up as judge and condemner and insulter of my brothers, then there's a 
There's an offense not only to him, but there's offense to you who are in my brother. And I'll be liable to be judged on that. So Jesus, today I also, in reaction to that truth, want to beg your pardon and your mercy for any of the times that I've insulted my brother or sister or judged them harshly or or verbally reacted or said things that are offensive or condemning. Have mercy on me now, Jesus, and, and I turn from the pray for the grace of greater patience and kindness and understanding. And I love this truth, Lord, that you remind me of that. What good is my worship if, if I'm not reconciled with my brother? If I stand before you and want to worship and praise you and offer sacrifice, and especially as your priest, stand and celebrate in persona Christi, and yet have something against my brother and divided in the body of Christ in some way, how can I fully come before you in sincerity and honesty? But first, I need to settle all accounts, to settle and ask mercy and reconcile with my brother. Reminds me why each of the Masses begin with the and the act of contrition that I confess to Almighty God and you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned, etc. That's our way of settling those accounts internally and even publicly by asking mercy to my brothers and sisters there at Mass with me so that I can offer my gift at the altar. And I take some time now, Lord, to ask you to lighten my heart and mind if there's any relationship that needs more of my attention, more of my care, more of my mercy. And I resolve today, Lord, to reach out to any of those relationships or souls that you bring to mind that I need to ask mercy of or need to reconcile with or need to invest and build up so that I'm a better representative of your mercy. Amen. This has been a guided meditation with Father Mark Haydu of the Legionaries of Christ. If this has helped you, please consider sharing it with a friend, along with the other meditations, homilies, and talks found on the Legionaries of Christ podcast, located on all major platforms, or go to rcnytristate.org for links.